Hello, what's up, Braves country? It is Thursday. Actually, it's Wednesday, November 24th, 2021, the day before Thanksgiving, and welcome to this edition of the Braves Craze podcast. Let me start by saying two things. Number one, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, to your families, to your friends, to your loved ones. I encourage you to spend this time uh, being with your families and friends and being thankful for what you have. And secondly, let me remind you, the Atlanta Braves are the 2021 world champions. Yep, I'm going to get that in as much as I can on this podcast going forth because uh, the guys earned it, we earned it, and we have a right to be called the champs, and we're going to call ourselves those champs for quite some time. Uh, Again, uh, I will not be shameful when I say that. So thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for listening. If you can, do me a favor. Give me a follow on Twitter at Dr. Braves. And give this podcast a follow, a like, a subscription, maybe even a great review on your favorite podcasting platform. So I want to talk about a few things today in the show uh, real quickly to to go over those. Uh, We've been given some awards the Braves have, Silver Slugger, Gold Glove, etc. We're going to discuss those. A few transactions, fairly minor so far, but we'll talk about those transactions. I want to talk about the guys that need to be signed. There's one big name, as we know, still out there to be signed. Discuss the outfield, the pitching staff uh, for next year, and just some other fun stuff. So uh, let's get to it on the Braves Craze podcast. So let's start by by talking about the awards that have been given out for the Braves at this point in time. Going to start with the Gold Glove Awards. Uh, Braves got two awards for Gold Glove. First is pitcher Max Freed. We know that Max is an athlete. He's a great fielding pitcher. Uh, he, he did a wonderful job fielding this year. You feel like when Max is out there, uh, he, he's your best guy fielding the ball of any other pitcher on the roster and certainly now in the National League. So well-deserved for Max. And then the second award actually went to Adam Duvall for a corner outfield spot. I believe they called it right field. Uh, we know Adam played some center this year, especially late in the year in the playoffs and did a wonderful job in the outfield. But Duvall's been a long uh, underrated defensive player. Uh, he's a guy that, that's played very, very well out there. Uh, I'm so happy for him to get this gold glove, to get this award this year. Uh, you know, the Braves let him go, brought him back. Uh, he, he was an integral piece in, in the championship with some big timely hits. Ended up leading the league in RBIs between the Marlins and the Braves this year. Uh, so congrats to Adam Duvall and Max Freed uh, for winning those gold glove spots for the Braves. Uh, on a side note, What's the what in the world is the league doing with Dansby Swanson's defense here? Uh, you know, Dansby wasn't even on the, the the finalist list for shortstop, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the guy's the best defensive shortstop in baseball at this point in time, in my opinion. Uh, and the Anderson's out there, and we know that, and he may still be better defensively in the American League. So I guess I may maybe walk back on that a little bit. But Dansby Swanson is a tremendous defender and deserved to be in the finalist and to win that spot for the National League. So. Uh, Wow, MLB. And then I'll also say Austin Riley's a guy that I think is going to win a gold glove or two in his time. Uh, he is so good at third. Uh, statistically, Aaron, I know had fewer errors this year, but but Riley's play at third base has been stellar and just gets better and better. So, again, congrats to Max. Congrats to Adam. Uh, but but kudos to, to Austin. Kudos to, to Dansby. Uh, we know Freddie's a great defensive first baseman. Ozzie's really good. So there's some guys for the Braves that maybe got snubbed a little bit to some way there as well. Let's move on to the Silver Slugger Award. Uh, this award is for the best hitter in your league at the position. Uh, the Braves are represented plenty here. Let's start with Max Freed. 
who won the best hitting pitcher in the National League with a Silver Slugger Award. We all remember Mike's uh, pinch hitting and, and coming through, winning that game with a pinch hit uh, for the Braves. <clears throat> Probably one of the stellar moments, bigger moments of the year for Atlanta. So Max well-deserved. You know when he, he pitches, you've got a ninth hitter out there that can actually go out there and hit. If the DH does come through this year for, for the National League, which I'm a fan of the DH actually, uh, over time I've warmed on that, but I will miss watching Max pinch hit or actually, actually match Max hit. Max still may pinch hit every now and then, but he will not be hitting as a pitcher for every DH. So that would be not my favorite thing. Uh, Freddie Freeman, best hitting first baseman in the National League with a Silver Slugger Award. Uh, what do you say? Freddie Freeman's Freddie Freeman. Uh, he's the best first baseman in baseball. So well-deserved for Freddie. Uh, Ozzie Albies has established himself now as the best second baseman in baseball, in my opinion. Certainly won the Silver Slugger Award in the NL with 30-plus homers, RBIs, runs scored, some steals. Uh, great step-out break, break, uh, breakthrough year by Ozzie Albies. Uh, and, the, and the final Silver Slugger Award, and my favorite award right now for, for the Silver Slugger is Austin Riley. I mean, what a breakout year for Austin Riley. Uh, the Braves waited on him a couple years. He played left field for us, some left and third base for a couple years. Was just fine, you know, with 17, 20 homers, fairly low batting averages coming out of Austin. But this year, man, did he break out in a big way. 30-plus homers, 100-plus batted in, a 303 average for the season, and then was very good in the playoffs. Austin Riley deserving of uh, the Silver Slugger Award at third base for the Braves. Uh, Run down the rest of those awards real quick. We mentioned Freed at pitcher. Uh, Buster Posey was the best hitting catcher with a Silver Slugger. Well-deserved. Buster is, a reti- is retiring at the end of this season, 21, so we won't see Buster on the field anymore. Uh, been a great catcher, great guy. Congrats to Buster. Uh, we mentioned Freeman first, Albee second, Riley third. The outfield, I'm sorry, let's go back to shortstop. Shortstop is Fernando Tatis Jr., can't argue that. Uh, he tailed away a little bit at the end of the season, uh, but certainly had the numbers to win this award. Uh, and a great talent, no question. Outfield, Bryce Harper, who is your MVP for the season. Nick Castellanos of the Reds and Juan Soto rounds it out from the Washington Nationals in the outfield. Uh, all those guys deserving big-time, uh, big-time big uh, years by all of them. Uh, mentioned Bryce Harper's MVP real quick. Uh, I didn't think he had the numbers for that. Bryce did not have enough RBIs this year for me. Uh, was really good, no question. Austin Riley finished seventh. So, uh, you know, I just don't know that anyone really took charge. Austin should have been higher than seventh, I think. Uh, but Bryce, uh, MVP. You know, I, as a Braves fan, we've never loved Bryce Harper. Been on a rival team, the Nats, now the Phillies. Uh, I've grown to like Bryce Harper and understand his talent and, and respect him. Uh, he's a very good player, and I think an okay guy too. But I don't know if this was Bryce's MVP year. But regardless, he's won the won the award, did have a good year. Uh, so congrats to all the winners, in particular the Braves winners in that position. Uh, I want to talk now about the All Major League Baseball team. If you watched MLB Network, that was announced a couple nights ago. Uh, the Braves had four guys, three second team All MLBs, and one first team. Let's go through the second team first. Starting with Freddie Freeman. Uh, Freddie was certainly deserving of being on the first team in my mind, but second team all baseball is still a great honor for Freddie. Uh, you know, again, Freddie started off kind of slow this year, but ended up with a great season. Was clutched down the stretch like he typically is. So congrats to Freddie. Uh, Ozzie Albies also on that team as a second team all MLB. Already talked about his accolades. Uh, very deserving. And then Max Freed on the second team as well as a pitcher. 
So uh, again, this is for overall performance. So it's pitching performances into account here and not hitting. Uh, but Max certainly was a good pitcher for the Braves, our best consistent pitcher all year. In the second half, he was really, really strong. Now to the first team, and it's Austin Riley. Man, Austin is the best third baseman in baseball right now. This award shows that. So, uh, you know, personally, Austin Riley is a guy that I just love. Uh, you know, when you talk about your favorite Braves, I've got three or four of those guys. It's hard to pick. Uh, Austin has jumped on that list now so quickly because of the way he's come through developed and the better he gets the more he plays the better he gets so austin riley uh, i'm so proud of austin uh, i think he's so deserving of this and uh he is all mlb first team for the atlanta Braves. so congrats to everyone also want to say a big thank you this year to the braves for uh what they did this year by the way if i haven't mentioned the braves are your 2021 baseball world champions uh, i want to thank though a few guys brian snicker uh, who has done such a wonderful job managing this team. He, he did so again this year. We question Snit on this show sometimes, uh, but I've said also on this show, and I'll keep saying it, he is the right guy for this job. I want no one else besides Brian Snicker managing this team. So thanks, Snit. Uh, thank you to Alex Anthopoulos, who made four of the best trades you're ever going to see in baseball that, that led directly to a world championship. So Alex gets criticized sometimes. The whole Freddie thing we'll talk about in a second's up in the air still. But make no mistake, those four trades for those outfielders he made near the deadline this year were impeccable. They were remarkable, and they did lead us to finishing off this championship. Each one of those guys contributed in his own way uh, a lot with that. Uh, I want to thank Liberty Media, who, who I don't always thank because uh, you know the ownership of this team uh, restricts us sometimes, but they did give us what we needed to get these guys money-wise. Uh, the, the prospects and trades we made were were very manageable, so uh, our ownership and, and, and uh, leadership did come through for us this year, for sure. I want to thank all the Braves players. This couldn't have been a more fun team to watch. Uh, I feel really bad for Ron Lacuna, who's one of my favorites, and I think Braves country would agree, all, one, of our, one of everyone's favorites. Uh, he did get to see this. He got to be there, which is great, but I wish he could have played. Uh, but I want to thank those guys that just stepped up uh, and came through and I won't call names, but they, but everyone on the team is on that list, man. They just uh, refused to understand that they weren't supposed to win this year with all the injuries, all the pitching injuries, all the issues going on. They just found a way and kept hitting. So thank you to the team. And then thank you to Braves Country, the fans. You know, absolute joy to watch the chop. All the folks in the stands, uh, all the folks in the in the, uh, in the the outfield areas and, and certainly back home in, in the battery watching on the road games, just an amazing scene in Atlanta for this team to do this. So uh, thanks to everyone for all that you did, Braves, fans, executives, management, everyone, such a storybook year. Uh, so there's my thank yous for that. And I really do sincerely mean that from everyone. Uh, I want to talk about the transactions we've made now for a few minutes and, and what they've done in the off season. Uh, the first, there was one signing the Braves made. Uh, they signed catcher Manny Pena, to a two-year, $8 million deal who was formerly of the Brewers. Um, Manny did not hit very much this past year. He came in under 100, under 200, excuse me, in 2021. I believe he came in at 189. Did have 13 homers uh, and, and 33 ribbies for the Brewers. So he's a guy that can come in and spell Darno and be a very solid backup. Uh, he's 34 years old. I think he's a pretty good defender. So, uh, you know, having Manny as a, as a catcher to come in and spell Travis one or two days a week is a good thing. 
Uh, let's talk about what that means now for Wilson Contreras, maybe Shaylon Galeers, though, going forth. And Contreras, I assume, would be the backup catcher this year and, and play, or I say this year in 2022, and play two days a week maybe. But it sounds to me as if they want him getting every day at bats. I think Galeers is probably a year away. Uh, Longoliers is the franchise man at catcher. He's going to be great. Uh, I think Contreras is going to be good. But it looks as if they've gone with another year of Darno and a backup with Pena here, which I'm okay with. It probably means, though, that a catcher could be included in a trade coming up at some point in time. We'll discuss trading in a little bit as well. But uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Wilson Contreras were moved to bring in a piece in the offseason to help out maybe in the pitching staff or in the outfield maybe. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, you know, I don't think Longoliers gets moved unless there's some sort of blockbuster uh, return coming back as he is such a highly sought, well-thought-of prospect. But I, I would guess that Wilson Contreras now becomes a uh, pretty big piece of trade uh, market value with the Braves. So uh, the other transaction the Braves did was making a trade, uh, and they sent a player to be named later or cash compensations to the Giants for relief pitcher Jay Jackson. Uh, we don't know a ton about Jay Jackson. Uh, he pitched last year, had an ERA above three and a half, right-handed pitcher, 34 years old. Seems to be a pretty nice addition to our bullpen. Uh, let's see, in uh, 23 games, 21 and two-thirds innings, struck out 28, had a 374 ERA, uh, only started one game, so primarily a reliever, right-handed reliever out of the pen. So uh, as a guy that can probably come in and get in the mix in that bullpen and help, so I have no problem adding the depth with this this young man. Or I say young, he's 34. Uh, young to me to come in this game or this team and, and help out. So Jay Jackson, Manny Pena, the two major signings uh, that have been brought through for the Braves. Uh, of note, the Braves did set their 40-man roster, making a few guys added that roster. The most notable, Drew Waters, uh, the highly rated outfielder, is now protected on that 40-man roster. I think the Rule 5 draft is just around the corner. So we will see uh, what the Braves do or maybe lose in that draft. But uh, that one of those names will not be Drew Waters at this point in time. So also believe Freddie Tarnock, a hard-throwing writer, was also put on a hard-throwing right-hander, also put on that 40-man roster to protect him from any sort of uh, Rule 5 draft. So, uh, so let's talk about the free agents, or better yet, maybe the guys we've got to sign and lock down long-term here going forth. I'm going to pull up five names for you and I'm going to rank those names of, of the value they have for the Braves in the next 10 years and who we want to maybe sign. Be sure we sign long-term. Uh, and one of those names is going to be Freddie Freeman. So those names are Freddie Freeman, Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, Max Freed, and Ian Anderson. So Freeman, Riley, Freed, Dansby, and Ian. I'm going to rank those guys who I would pay uh, first from one to five, starting at five, five being the fifth guy, one being the guy I would sign first and discuss. Uh, so of those guys, my fifth guy, the one I think if someone's got to walk, it's going to be this guy. And I think my fifth guy is Dansby. Uh, taking nothing away from Dansby, he's been really, really good the last two seasons. Uh, I, I don't want Dansby to go, but I think he's fifth on that list. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's been up and down some, great defense, steady with the glove for sure. Uh, the bat's been hot and cold. Uh, I want Dansby to be a brave, but amongst those five guys, he's my fifth most crucial. Uh, my fourth guy, 
is probably going to be Max Freed. Uh, I love Max Freed as much as anybody, believe me. But I think he is a somewhat older starting pitcher, 26 or 27 now. Uh, not old, but but he is certainly uh, a little older than, than say, Ian Anderson. Uh, Max Freed is our best pitcher, and I think he is he really needs to be here. We have worked so long and hard with our young pitchers to establish an ace and a front-line guy, and he is that guy right now. So I think when I say he's fourth, I don't want to diminish the value of that because his value is very high. But he's certainly someone that, that on this list, we've got five guys that are going to cost us a lot of money that are crucial, and I think he comes in at fourth. I'm going to put Ian Anderson third at this point in time. Ian Anderson uh, is a great upside guy. He's still very young. Uh, he's got that great changeup. He throws 95-plus, can hit 96 sometimes. Uh, you know, Ian is a, is a marquee front-line guy as well, and I think long-term for the Braves, he should be here and he should be in our one, two, three spot for years to come. Uh, you know, Ian and Max, I don't believe, are free agents at the end of the season. If they have more time on those guys, and Dansby as well, but we need to pay some guys long-term, much like the Acuna and Albies deal, uh, to get them here. And let's just go ahead and back up and say I did not include Ronald and Ozzy because they are signed for longer-term deals now. So uh, these other guys I'm mentioning, we got to deal with this soon. The second guy I'm going to say, and I may make the Braves country mad here, is Freddie Freeman. Uh, Freddie Freeman is the franchise, make no mistake. He's the Chipper Jones of this era. Uh, I do not want Freddie Freeman on any team but the Braves. But Freddie's 31. Uh, you know, you got to figure if Freddie signs a seven or eight year deal, by the time Freddie is a little older, he may not be the same guy. He may be. He's a great hitter with a great swing. But I think, you know, Freddie would not come in as high as my number one guy, and that's Austin Riley. Uh, Austin Riley's season this year was incredible. He's a 24 year old player. I believe he's 24. He could be 23. He's young. And, uh, you know, Austin needs to be a brave for 10 years. And I think we've got to work on guys like, Riley, Anderson, and Free pretty quick. And I know Freddie is the overnight problem, and I agree. I want Freddie back. Uh, but these other guys, man, you cannot let Austin Riley, Max Freed, and Ian Anderson walk away from this team. And I hate to say this, and I don't want to, from a business standpoint, can we sign all five of these guys? I don't know that we can. Uh, there may have to be a casualty uh, of, of signing with this team. And, and honestly, if Freddie Freeman walks away and you sign Dansby Swanson, Ian Anderson, and Max Freed to long-term deals, you got to walk away saying, I didn't want Freddie to go away, but you got to get these guys locked up and stay with this team long-term. So I'm hopeful today that Freddie Freeman stays for a brave for his career. But we cannot sacrifice a young player such as a Riley or, or, or Anderson or a Freed to get that done because that hurts our long-term tenure production down the road. Uh, please don't say that, that – the Braves Craze podcast said that we don't want Freddie because we want Freddie. Believe me, I'm the first person to want Freddie back. And if Freddie goes away, there'll be a backlash of this. But, you know, I, I think that looking at these other guys long term, and again, you can wait another year on some of these guys, but the more you wait and the better years Riley has, the more he's going to get Freddie Freeman style money is my concern here. So uh, let's talk about Freddie a second. I'm getting more and more nervous about Freddie because as more days pass, as more time passes, and Freddie Freeman is not signed, uh, you're starting to hear reports of Freddie's agent meeting with the Yankees. Uh, you know, I, I'm not getting a great feeling about this. I've contended before if Freddie were going to get signed, he'd already been signed. Uh, we may be waiting on some things. I don't know. 
but but that's one of those things where the longer Freddie sits out there, the more chance there is for something else to happen, the more antsy Freddie's team may get on signing with the Braves and may look for his contract. So, uh, you know, we're hearing things about $35 million a year for Freddie. We think he wants eight, seven to eight years. That's a lot of money for a lot, for that long of a time. So uh, I'm not saying don't give Freddie that. I'm saying I, I just wonder can the Braves management and, and their bank accounts that they have afford that right now. Uh, let's talk about a couple things that may impact that. One is Marcelo Zuna. Uh, he's on the books for money still, and that money is still set to be paid. Uh, you know, I, I'm wondering are the Braves trying to find a way out of that contract based on the legal trouble that Marcel had. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I don't want Marcel back on our team. Uh, he had a great year two years ago in the shortened season for COVID. Before he got in trouble this year, he was struggling. And I think that might be closer to the real Marcel than the great year he had two years ago. So, uh, you know, if Marcel's back and, and we work with that, we'll see. But uh, I, I bet if the Braves could get out of that money, they may do it. The other thing is I, I understand the Braves should get some more revenue from winning the World Series. And then their TV contract will come off the books in a couple of years, I believe. And that will – their TV contract, from what I'm told, and I'm not the expert on this, has not been very friendly. It doesn't pay them as much as many teams get. So if they can get that work back out where they're getting compensated correctly for that, then maybe they'll have more money to spend. And that might help us decide – if we can't afford to sign four and five guys like this with this team. So, again, uh, don't want to be doom and gloom about Freddie, uh, but I'm concerned, and I'm also concerned that, that we're going to mess around and, and, and have a hard time with the Rallies and the Freeds and the Anderson of the world, too. So, uh, I want to talk about the outfield a second now. I mentioned the trades that, that Alex made, that AA made, uh, Alex Anthopoulos made for Duvall, uh, Soler, uh, Jock Peterson and uh, Rosario, Eddie Rosario. So uh, what's the likelihood we get these guys back in Atlanta is my question. You know, we, we're going to have Acuna coming back off the injury list. He'll be starting outfielder next year. So there's two spots left and then maybe a DH spot left if uh, if the if the NL likely, which will go to the DH, goes there. So just talk about each one real quick we're going to do and talk about them coming back. Let's start with uh, Jock Peterson. I don't see Jock Peterson coming back. I believe we've already declined an option on Jock we had. So I think Jock Peterson will walk away and sign a nice deal with another team. Of the four, I think he's the the, the least fit for the Braves in the outfield. Uh, he lost, you know, I think he was training for to be a starting player and maybe even to lead off. And he lost playing time after we saw how good the other three played with Snickers. So I think Jock is the, the odd man out here for sure that probably is the most obvious to, to not sign. Now let's talk about uh, Adam Duvall next. Uh, you heard me say before Adam was let go last year. They, they declined an option on Adam, I believe, for $6 million for one year, which was a huge mistake. Uh, Duvall is a solid major league player who uh, did things the right way, worked off, worked his tail off in the in, in minor leagues to get back and get where he was. He seems to be a great clubhouse guy. He's obviously a great defender winning a gold glove. I think he has an eight to ten million dollar option for the Braves this year. I think the Braves should jump on that and, and sign him for another year immediately, bring him back to the outfield. That that takes up one position. Maybe center field he plays. Maybe he goes back to left with Acuna and right. Uh, we'll wait and see about that. Jorge Soler, uh, my next guy. I would love to have this guy back, in particular for a DH for this team. Uh, you know, but I'm seeing his price tag looking like it's going up and up and up. Uh, he was so good for the Braves. He, he actually played pretty good right field. They thought he couldn't play outfield. He played fine out there. But he's a great fit for DH. 
This kind of kind of depends on Ozuna as well. If Ozuna's reinstated, you figure Marcel's the DH. If the Braves keep him, you know, my question is, could the Braves move Marcel? I doubt they want to keep him on the roster, but who knows? Uh, I would prefer to have Solaire back. My guess is because of the price tag, he will not be back is my guess. Uh, but again, that's a guess. And then let's talk about uh, Eddie Rosario, who, who had a bit of a, a cult following after the, the NLCS of how well he played there. Uh, you know, Eddie led off and, and did a great job getting on base and being a clutch hitter. Uh, Eddie's price tag probably is going to be around eight to ten million, is my guess. Uh, I, I hope Eddie's back. I'd like to see him leading off and playing outfield for us in the coming season, particularly if there's a DA, so there's good room for Eddie out there uh, to play. So my guess is we bring Duvall back. We do our best to bring Eddie back. We let Soler because the price tag walk, although he was great, we love him. We let Pearson walk because he's not the best fit. So and we'll see. But but an outfield of Acuna in the outfield with Duvall uh, and and um, Rosario makes a lot of sense. And then finding a DH uh, somewhere else might be a, a trade option piece if need be, unless they can find a way to bring Solaire or they do keep uh, Ozuna back with his team. So we'll see. Uh, let's talk about the minor league guys and some trades first. Uh, Pache and Waters are getting close to ready as they can be, I would think. Uh, you know, I've questioned, can Pache hit? He's still our top prospect, uh, but there is some question to mark about his bat. He, he's, a, he's a plus gold glove style defender already. You'd love to see him in center field for this team. Uh, and then Drew Waters also is a guy that I think whose bat is better uh, than Pache's. He's not the outfielder that Pache is, but he's a good outfielder as well. So I think he could play center as well and be just fine. I'd love to see Drew get a chance. He's never gotten a major league look that I know of. So it's time to get Drew Waters a look uh, at this point in time. And then trade options. You know, we've heard a lot of talk about Byron Buxton from the Twins or uh, the guy with the Pirates whose name has escaped me for a second here. Uh, Brian Reynolds, I'm sorry, Brian Reynolds, the outfield for the Pirates, who's a very good player, a good hitter, a good defender. Uh, Buxton's a guy that was a blue-chip prospect with great speed, great defense. Uh, his hitting has come on, although his bat's been up and down, so he's a five-tool kind of guy. Price tags are quite high here on, on these two guys, so I don't know if I would want to go this route. Uh, I'm, a, I'm more of a Reynolds guy than I am a, a Buxton guy because Reynolds is consistent. But reading his price tag, it's going to cost us a couple of blue chippers for sure. So I don't know about that for sure. Uh, I want to talk about the rotation a second now as we wind up here uh, and the guys there out there. We've got Charlie Morton was re-signed by the Braves before he broke his leg. So I don't know if his timetable gets him ready for spring or not. I would hope it does. So you got to figure Morton's penciled in the top of the rotation. Max Free penciled in. Ian Anderson penciled in. So there's three guys that we basically the three we had in the playoffs who were there. Then we've got a cast of characters, Waskari Noah, Kyle Wright, Kyle Muller, uh, Tucker Davidson, Tuki Toussaint. You've got to hope two of those guys, maybe three of those guys, step up and take charge of those last few spots. What I saw of Kyle Wright in the playoffs in the World Series, I want to see Kyle Wright get a chance. Uh, Kyle is getting up there in age for a prospect. He's still fairly well thought of. His, his value has dropped some because he struggled in the majors, but – with his stuff, uh, I want to see Kyle pitch. I was surprised Kyle didn't get any more time than he did in the regular season this past year in 21. Uh, but I, I want to see Kyle giving a shot. Uh, you know, Muller pitched some, pitched well. Davidson pitched pretty well in the regular season. Uh, Tukey pitched well for a while, like he had one of those spots locked down until he got hurt. Uh, 
Oscar Ano looked like the best pitcher on our team until he punched the bench. So, you know, I, I love Oscar's talent. I want Oscar in the rotation as well. I think he plays a big role for the Braves. But what I also want to talk about is, you know, I, I think at some point in time, and I'm not a big guy to go trade our capital, trade all of our prospects, but we have kind of lost value with guys like Pache and Wright holding them too long. You know, either you got to get these guys up and let them perform, or you got to move move them out and get your talent, get get your return back on talent for some trade. So, I kind of look for the Braves to make a trade or two this offseason, maybe bringing in a starting pitcher or an outfielder to fill a hole, or a DH maybe, uh, maybe even a closer. I wouldn't mind seeing the Braves do something there. We know Will Smith was good in the playoffs, but Will has been a guy that struggled in the regular season, so uh, we might be better suited to find a closer who's got a little more stuff to lock them down late who knows we'll see uh but you know i think with pache i think it's time to either play him or try to trade him and get value uh as much as i love waters i don't want to trade waters Waters still has pretty high value because he hasn't come up to the majors and we haven't seen what he is yet so he's still got that prospect level value uh, i'm sure kyle wright Enoa, davidson muller would bring some return uh so I, I don't want to see those guys go, or particularly Noah is one of my favorites, and I want him to stay. But, you know, we got to make some moves here and bring in some guys. If it means trading a couple guys to get that value, and I mentioned the trade for maybe uh, Brian Reynolds, maybe it's time to look at pulling that trigger. So that's the show today. Thanks for listening. We unpacked a lot of stuff there. I'll be back during the offseason with more news, more updates, and more commentary. Thanks, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving to you and your family. Let's go Braves. Enjoy the fact that the Braves are the 2021 world champions. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Braves Craze podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to follow the Braves doctor on Twitter at Dr. Braves.